Fish podcast, where we discuss some of the most interesting and compelling developments in the seafood, aquaculture, and fisheries arenas. I'm your host, Editorial Director Drew Cherry, and I'm joined today by Intrafish.no editor Jörg Grinheim and by Camilla Oldland, who's spearheading a new initiative between Intrafish and our sister company, Fisca Reblada, called TechFisk, where she's going to be writing about and following all the innovative developments in fisheries and aquaculture. Hello, guys. Hello. So today, uh, the topic is going to be Norway's development licenses, and we've written a lot about it on Intrafish.no. I don't know. Uh, and some of that uh, has uh, has been um, written about on Interfish.com as well. But I, I'm hoping today that you two can give our audience a clearer understanding of what the development licenses are, a little bit of the backstory on their history, and uh, what this might mean in terms of uh, innovation for the salmon farming industry and for overall output and growth. So, Yor, maybe I'll start with you. Can you just give us a little history of where this all began? Uh, well, it all began uh, in uh, 2015 uh, when this uh, machine was launched by the government. Uh, but before that, uh, Salmar has be- had been working uh, with their ocean uh, farm uh, from like 2013 or maybe even before. They presented this project in uh, March 2014 in our sister publication, uh, Dagens Næringsliv. Um, but uh, at the time, there was n- no chance of realizing it uh, with the, the scheme that was at that moment. So then the government uh, came up with the development licenses. And uh, Samar was the first one to apply in uh, November 2015, I think. And after just a few months, uh, they got uh, eight licenses and are now... Um, actually producing fish on their ocean farm, who was uh, put to sea in um, this fall. Yeah. So where did the funding then come from, Camila? Um, is there a particular research arena or a particular um, fund that's been developed specifically for this? Uh, normally, you have to buy the licenses in Norway, and they're quite expensive. But these ones are free. So instead of uh, buying the licenses for 60, 70 million, you invest the money in the project. So the money is from the companies, helped by the banks, of course, but it's uh, funded by themselves. And the background for all all this is the salmon lice problem in Norway. The aquaculture industry, they can't grow due to the problem with lice. So this is kind of a way beyond that to help against or help the environment and uh, help against the salmon lice. So this was actually driven, see I didn't know that, this was driven then directly uh, to um, to address lice in particular, not other environmental issues or not other production issues. Yeah, also the issue of, uh, of uh, space uh, because uh, in Norway you see that we need to take the farms uh, to different places than we can use today, and then we need different technology. Uh, so, so actually, that's the two issues: uh, salmon lice and uh, the aerial discussion, or, or where you can farm. So, to get a license, it, it needs to be uh, significant innovations uh, and investments. 
to solve those two issues. But but does that? I saw a story I think uh, earlier uh, last week um, about a company that was rejected that said these uh, ideas shouldn't necessarily be moonshots. That maybe um, maybe people are getting wrapped up a little bit too much in the design schemes and the wow factor of them. So um, I'm assuming there's a lot of companies that didn't get them that are pretty uh, frustrated about it or questioning how these were the approval process. Yeah, well, uh, when when one of the criteria to get one is that it needs to be huge investments. Uh, that's of course uh, a different. Uh, that's a that's a problem for the small companies that might have good ideas. But the thought is that if if you have a, have a good idea that doesn't cost much, you can do it anyway. So this is uh, the development licenses uh, are supposed to finance, as Camilla said, uh, the technology. So because you, the development licenses are given for uh, maximum 15 years, uh, but before uh, this you can actually convert them into ordinary licenses. And when they cost 60, 70 millions, it says how much it should cost to, to get one. So is the game a little bit, uh, how do I get a project that will get approval? Because ultimately this is just going to be a standard license anyway. Yeah, it, 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 you have to apply to get it for a standard license. But uh, the thought is that you, you get the license if you, if you have a project that you have invested a lot of money in. And you don't need to use it for that project or that technology. Uh, later, yeah. But one of criteria is also that it has to re be really innovative. So one of the uh, refusal reasons it's it, because it's not innovative enough. If it's just building on existing technology, you will get no. So it has to be really something groundbreaking, and also uh, cost a lot of money. <laughs> so who's making these decisions ultimately uh, about which ones are are really groundbreaking? It's Fiskeridirektoratet uh, in Norway, the fishery directorate, that um, get the applications. Um, they um, decide whether or not to, to approve them. If they're not uh, approved, then uh, of course the companies can uh, complain. And then it's the fisheries department, uh, ultimate uh, fishery minister Per Sandberg, who gets the last word. Uh, and some of the um, uh, companies that have been granted uh, licenses so far actually have got them after complaining to, to the fisheries department. So this has given the directorate a lot of work. Uh, there, uh, there have been uh, 104 applications. And uh, all those uh, that have been refused, they complain about it. So you have a new round where you have to look into the complaint. And a lot of them haven't even been looked into yet. And uh, this uh, license round, it was closed uh, in November. So it's finished now. It was, was for two years, from uh, 2015 to 17, And there's still uh, a lot of unopened uh, applications. Yeah. And th there's no chance that they will uh, be done uh, in 2018 with these applications. So it will take some years before everything is is uh, clear. So of the ones that have been awarded, you mentioned Salmar, but how many others are um, 
actually actively being developed and how many others uh, when might fish actually be harvested from some of these ideas it's hard to say um, at the moment it's only Salmar that has b- built their project uh, and they have uh, put fish into sea in the project uh, but just a few weeks ago uh, Norlax ordered their first half arm it will be built in China at a yard there uh, so it will take uh, some time before it gets to Norway also uh, Mitnosk Havbruk uh, has been granted and are building some uh, pilots of their project uh, Aquatras um, and I think there is three other three other companies that have five, five altogether that has been granted, granted so far Right? I think it's six. Six? Yeah, five yeah, or six. Five or six companies. But but uh, only three of them have uh, started building. So they haven't... Of course, if you granted licenses, you don't need to accept them. Uh, because uh, some of the companies that have been granted licenses have been granted fewer licenses than they applied for. So they're not necessarily going to build their project because they see, okay, the risk is too high. So how quickly do they have to actually be putting fish in the water before they effectively lose the yeah, license? they have 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, but the licenses are granted for 15 years, so um, that's the time schedule. But of course, you have to decide quite quickly if you're going to use it or not. Uh, so, but... There are uh, huge investments to be done, so uh, of course the companies have to think about it if they're not granted the, the number of licenses they have calculated they need to, to do it. So, so you two have um, looked at all these, uh, I'm sure, or at least a lot of them. So are there any that stand out for you either as particularly creative or ones that you think are realistic so i guess i'm asking are there any that were really crazy that you thought were (laughs) interesting and which ones are actually realistic um i want to mention the egg from marine harvest it's a closed cage formed like an egg and uh, it's actually being granted some licenses but not enough to being built and uh, when I first saw the picture, I was like, can this really be something put into the sea? But now it seems more and more realistic that it's going to be built. And the developer or the man with the idea, uh, he said that this was a vision he got when he prayed to God. It was God sent vision about an egg in the sea. Wow. Okay. That is creative. That's a d- divine inspiration. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see if the projects uh, are being uh, realized or not. Uh, Marine Harvest is, uh, of course, considering it now if they're going to invest in this uh, or not. Um, I also, it, it's hard to single out some, uh, but of course the eggs is, uh, is special. But I think also there are some interesting projects where the Norwegian oil and gas technology uh, meets the aquaculture business, uh, like uh, Norway Royal Salmon and uh, Aker are building together. Um, or they haven't decided to build, but they, they are being granted uh, some licenses. Uh, also, Grig Sea Farms uh, Blue Farm, uh, uh, a concrete 
pen, a huge one, that are supposed to be placed uh, in the North Sea somewhere out of, uh, outside Rogalan. Uh, built on the, the technology that Norwegian oil platforms were built on. That, that's also uh, exciting. And, and you also get um, foreign companies like uh, uh, Roxel and Nutreco coming in into the pictures and, and looking into it. So, so it's, a, it's a lot of uh, interesting project there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's brilliant in the sense that it's spurred all these, um, I guess it's allowed people to think really blue sky about what can be done in salmon farming. So uh, I'm curious about the intellectual property of these. So how does it work, for example, when you have these ideas, then are they available to everyone um, in within Norway or everyone, you know, in, in all the salmon farming regions across the world? I think they will try to patent some of it, but some one of the criteria is that the it has to be shared. The new knowledge and what you develop, it has to be shared with others because it has to be able to um, change the aquaculture industry. So it, some uh, sharing has to be done. Yeah, I think it will be possible for others to use uh, these uh, this new technology uh, if it shows out to to work the way they think they are going to get it to work but nothing is sure and and uh, and uh, aquaculture in closed uh, systems are of course uh, complex it's not easy it's not straightforward so um, yeah is this the best scenario for norwegian salmon farming to grow um, and how much do they anticipate that this could uh, add to overall production? I guess that's really hard to say. Yeah, yeah it's hard to say how much uh, it, uh, it will lead to growth because so far I think there is uh, granted 42 licenses uh, to, to six different projects. That means approximately 33,000 metric tons of biomass. Uh, but as I said, it's only Salmar that so far has put fish into the sea, um, so it will take a long time. But of course, if if everyone were granted licenses, it, it potentially could be uh, over 900 licenses. And that's today there is just above 1,000 licenses active in Norway. Uh, so so that could, of course. Um, kind of almost double the production in Norway, but but that's not going to happen. It's going to be a limited uh, increase in production. Yeah, analysts I've talked to, they don't think this is the growth uh, factor. It's going to take too much time and they don't know which will actually be built. So it's one of the factors, but other things has to be done as well. So what are the next steps then for, uh, for the scheme uh, in terms of both uh, what the government has to do? You said they need to go through a lot of licenses. Um, and then what are the next steps for the companies themselves that are uh, going to be building these? Yeah, they, if they're granted the d- uh, development licenses, they need to, to look into the project, decide uh, if they're going to invest uh, the huge amount of money it takes to realize the project. Uh, and then if they are going forward with it, of course, they have to see that everything is working as it uh, should be. 
Um, but when they are granted licenses, they can apply for them to be converted into uh, ordinary licenses. And uh, probably Stalmar really soon will try to convert their licenses um, into ordinary licenses. So, well, the, the big question is how many is granted licenses and how many will actually invest the money it takes to, to realize the projects. But there is a lot of good ideas out there. Uh, but it's there is still no the time is to show that this works. And Camille, you mentioned analysts. So are are the banks then uh, willing to finance these projects? Because they're some of these are extremely risky. Yeah, I've t- talked to some of the smaller ones that have applied for big projects or for them big projects, and I ask where you get the money from, and they say my bank, of course. So yeah, I think there's a lot of money in Norwegian salmon, and the banks also see this. Yeah, salmon farms are salmon farmers are earning a lot of money at the moment. So there is money available to invest in these projects. But the question is, are you getting more return of your money investing in these projects, or are you getting more? return of your money if you invested in some, something else. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate you giving this uh, clarity for our audience. I think it's really exciting. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they develop in Norway and uh, whether or not this technology is going to spread around the world because some of these projects do seem like they have the potential to radically change the way salmon is farmed. So, Yeah, they have the potential, but... Uh they they still need to show that uh, that it works but some of it will work well thank you your and camilla for all that insight with a norwegian salmon farming license costing at least uh, 60 million kroner and the ability to convert these development licenses into ordinary licenses costing 10 million kroner uh it's quite a deal uh for norwegian salmon farms to be looking in this direction Well, that's it for this edition of the IntraFish podcast. Remember that you can find us on IntraFish.com. Sign up for our many newsletters. also want to make sure that I plug Camila's podcast, TechFisk. TechFisk will be a new website that will be launched in Norwegian for now that's going to be covering fisheries and aquaculture innovation, and Camila's going to be heading that up. And remember, you can also go to intrafish.no as well to read our salmon farming coverage. So make sure and check out TechFisk. It's on iTunes and on SoundCloud. You can get it there. Also make sure when you go to iTunes to rate the Intrafish podcast, that helps us a lot, gives us feedback, lets us know where we need to improve. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time.